Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Dame Branshaw, our special guest here on 92.9 from the ESPN SEC Network. He's an analyst, former Vol Star, White Station product, and you can hear him on games like last night's game from the Hump in Starkville, Mississippi, as they uh, they're renovating the the Hump on the broadcast last night. At least on the radio side, they had some issues because I don't know if the if they're cutting the cords over there, Dane, or what. But it sounds like they're blowing half the arena up in the process while they're playing games inside of it. Is that uh, kind of the read on the joint right now? Yeah, it, it was. Certainly a, a construction zone with parking and everything else and uh, shoot-arounds were a little bit loud with the workers in the background and all that. But, um, you know, that's uh, you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet, I guess. That's what they're doing. <laughs> and they're all there's a lot of money pouring into these arenas. It's Dane Bradshaw joining us. He was on the call last night, Mississippi State, and number 9 Tennessee in the AP, and it was a good game for the first half. I watched about three-quarters of it, and then about the three-minute mark, uh, I guess that stretch big, uh, what's his name, Olivier Kamwa? Com- I mean, he he buried the three, and at that point, as a Mississippi State fan, my wife and I are just sitting there looking at each other going, this Mississippi State, you know, they're not the same team we saw sort of run through the non-conference. Is that kind of your take on, on what you saw last night at the hump? Well, and I don't blame Chris Jan for scheduling the way they did in the non-conference with a new team that clearly has some limitations offensively. So I think anybody that – looked at that great 11-0 start in non-conference play, realized, hey, that there's a but to that, and that was strength of schedule. Um, however, I mean, they're extremely competitive. They know how to defend. And the shame for Mississippi State is in the second half, they actually finally started making some shots. Yeah. Uh, the irony is when they started making shots, uh, it was almost like the opponent started feeding off that. <laughs> yeah. well, because Tennessee – um, I forget where they finished in the second half. I know they were eight of nine from three at one point. I think they might have had you know nine threes in the second half, um, but a lot of them were, were contested and deep looks that Mississippi State would typically take. And when you're trying to upset a team like Tennessee, you know they're they're a little bit of Jekyll and Hyde on offense. So you think, all right, let's see if they can have one of those three for twenty from the three point line type night that they they're prone to have. And Mississippi State um, for I guess. Uh, three out of the four halves, they've faced the balls. They have faced a red-hot shooting Tennessee team. Yeah, I mean, just besides the red-hot shooting last night, Tennessee's got players. I mean, the Vescovy kid is is tremendous. Uh, they've got all, seemingly endless amount of stretch guys who can just put the ball in the hole from three. And then I think you mentioned this last night on the broadcast, Dane, that when Ziegler got really rolling there in the second half, 
And when they're hitting shots like that, I, I know that the SEC is loaded, and I want to ask you about the, the league in general, but I just don't – they're they're as good as anybody in that league when those all those things sort of come together with Ziegler because he had a rough first half. Yeah, and, and he really is the, the key to their team. I mean, you could you could make the point for several guys that, uh, you know, they, they have several kind of glue-type guys, but the most valuable position in a Rick Barnes system is the point guard spot. And not only on offense, but on defense, Ziegler is the head of the snake. And he, he's just a sophomore. He, he's a great underdog story that kind of came out of nowhere last year. But now he is the clear leader and point guard for a team that has Final Four hopes. And so that they need him to play extremely consistent. That's about as good as I've ever seen him play over the course of 30 minutes. First 10 minutes, not so bad, not so good. But that almost made the, the next 30 minutes even more impressive just because he was able to overcome that bad stretch in the middle of the game. Usually you, you need a bounce-back game. You don't yeah. bounce back in the same game. And so I think that's a credit to his, his mental toughness. But they are. They're, they're a very well-connected team. They share the ball well. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're well-coached. Um, yep. you know, last night was a little surprising because uh, in a positive way for Tennessee because you wonder, all right, who, when things aren't going well, who can just go get you a bucket? And they made some of those contested shots that they, they've had trouble making um, but their defense keeps them in it. I mean, they were horrible um, offensively in that first half, but you look up and guess what? They held Mississippi State to 23 points. So they, they keep themselves in the game with their defense when they have some of those offensive droughts. Yeah, I mean, Mississippi State is also little up front, uh, or in the backcourt, I should say, and that you notice that at the end when they were trying to jack up you know, mid-range and three. It's and Rick does a great job coaching that team, so full credit to Tennessee, but it uh, it was a tough ending as a Mississippi State fan, Dane. We're talking to uh, the great Dane Bradshaw from ESPN SEC Network. Of course, from here at Memphis at White Station and uh, the former Vol. Again, I want you to size up that league for me, Dane, because you know I've watched a lot of SEC. I watched the, the network as well as ESPN. I watched the Kentucky game this weekend uh, on ESPN2. And, um, you know, I, I think Tennessee's really good, but then I see that – that Kentucky game where they couldn't close out uh, against Kentucky at home. And then you've got a great Alabama team in there. Auburn has sort of played Jekyll and Hyde a little bit this year. Georgia better and improved, but they go into Kentucky last night and lose. Just kind of where do you see this this pecking order? Alabama seems to be maybe the front runner at this point, but Tennessee's in there. Uh, what do you see so far as, as the league in general goes through? Well, Alabama's the only team in the SEC you could describe as having an explosive offense. Yeah. And so that that's what's really separated them amongst other SEC teams is they're extremely solid defensively, but they've got that complementary basketball. And they, they've got, you know, the, the, the word spurtability. They, they've got it back. Two seasons ago under Nate Oates, they had it rolling. Every time they made a three, man, you thought there were two more coming in. <laughs> yeah. Run waiting to happen. Last year, they had a low IQ team. that They never found their rhythm from three because they didn't get enough stops defensively. But, but they've got it back now, and it was evidenced by a great road win they had at Arkansas where it was close, late, in Bud Walton Arena. And they went on a 9-0 run in 45 seconds. Bang, bang, bang. Mm. Triple, triple, triple. And that, that, that's the type of team they have. Um, whereas everybody else in the SEC, it's not going to be a thing of beauty. They're, they're, it, aesthetically, it's not going to be the most pleasing basketball. But, man, they can defend. They're scouting reports. They're, they're well coached. And so when you – hang your hat on that and you know defense travels, Yeah, that, that does make you wonder, all right, this isn't going to be, you know, you're not going to have a ton of teams in the SEC that you say, man, this could be anybody's league or anybody can make the Final Four. But when you think about the NCAA tournament, 
and the way they can defend, you know, they're going to win some of the, they might pull off some of those upsets where they have some lower seeds where it's 60 to 56, those types of ball games. Um, so I think best case scenario, they get seven teams in, even though there's about 10 teams that think they have a postseason chance. I would say seven is, is probably best case, five worst case, uh, six probably the safe bet in terms of uh, yeah. team bids. No, I, I think that's fair, and I know that a couple of people, I saw some projections of 10 from the Big Ten and 7 from the SEC, but I mean, I watched, and we didn't even mention Mizzou when I kind of went through that. You mentioned Arkansas over on the other side of the league, but, you know, I watched the Illinois-Mizzou game, and Mizzou just beat the hell out of Illinois on a neutral court, and I was just blown away by it. I'm like, wow, if if this is sort of the middle tier of uh, the SEC, we got a, we got a good thing going here. But I know that happens to everybody. Um in this league, it, it seems like it's one of those things like Vanderbilt. I saw the Vanderbilt game against Tennessee, one of those games over there. Um, I think it was on ESPN, and, and the first half was a totally different game. You know, Vandy had them, I think they were up or tied at, at half. Rick brings them back out, and then they obviously pull away. It seems like it's just anybody's night in the in that SEC league. Well, the, there is a lot of depth to it. The, the shocker of the year that I think will certainly remain the shocker is South Carolina winning at Rupp Arena. Yeah. You know, at a couple uh, couple. Um, guys out like South Carolina is, is really struggling. They're just not very good. With, with that, really, with the exception of South Carolina, you you look at across the SEC, and most teams did some good work in the non-conference to where when you enter conference play, and, and you know this, when the selection committee, a lot of it is the numbers and where you rank and all like in the resume, and you know, forget the eye test, but how do your numbers uh, stack yeah. up? And when you enter conference play in the SEC, you have so many quality win opportunities. I mean, there's quad one wins uh, to be had all over the place. But, you know, almost as important is there's very few bad losses that can occur, too. Mm-hmm. Whereas seven, eight years ago, man, when the SEC was trying to rebuild, it, if you didn't have a good non-conference, you entered conference play, you were more likely to go down than up because you better beat, uh, you know, Kentucky yeah. or Florida if you want to improve your chances. And then you just got to hang on and hope you don't lose one to Georgia or somebody that was going to kill your resume. And that's just not the case anymore. And that's the luxury of being in, in what's becoming a basketball conference to where um, you can drastically improve that NCAA tournament resume, even if you're beating up on each other quite a bit in the, in the uh, meantime. That's a great point, and it's, uh, it leads into my next question. Dane Bradshaw is with us from ESPN and the SEC Network. I wanted to ask, because this is the Memphis problem that we're running into, right? The, the conference... Yeah. The, the conference issue is exactly right. You know, we we try we lo- Memphis and we University of Memphis lost it on the road at UCF, which was a quad one opportunity. So everybody's hanging their head. And then and Jeffrey pointed this out this morning. I think it's exactly what your point is, which is now Memphis. If you're on the bubble, which it looks like, whether it's the first four buys or last four in, you're right there. Um, you know, waiting for maybe another quad one win against Houston or UCF when they get them again at home. But it's just avoiding losing like tomorrow night against Wichita State. It's a real problem if you're Memphis, isn't it? It, it is, and it's it's just it makes your conference and and the multi bid opportunities so fragile um, because it's not like hey you lose to Wichita State like it's something to be just embarrassed by because yeah. those, those are look they're they're it's not a great team but you know look it, those are still well-paid coaches that know how to put a game plan together and some talented kids and you're dealing with college kids that might just be off for a night. And, and whereas, you know, in a league like the, the, the big 12 and others, 
yeah, you get upset. It's not going to kill you because of all the things you and I just talked about. And and Memphis, I mean, you 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 really you got to win the games you're supposed to win and try to win one or two that you're not supposed to win, and then you'll be on the right side of the bracket. Is Kendrick Davis one of the best guards in America? He's the player of the week uh, this week. He's been the conference player of the week uh, multiple times. I don't know what Penny would do without that that player. I mean, and this is the chance for Kendrick to make the tournament. Uh, do you think they can get it done? Oh, I would love to see him in the tournament. And, and man, I, I think anybody that's a basketball fan, if, if Memphis was one of those last four in or nine seed, whatever it is, they, everybody be, you know, or on the bubble, everybody be saying, man, I hope Memphis gets in. Selfishly, not just because of Penny Hardaway or Memphis, but to see one of the best guards in America try to take over an NCAA tournament. And Kendrick Davis can absolutely do it. The, the guy, he's unbelievable with the ball in his hands. Um, just, he's got ice in his veins, not scared of the moment. Um, obviously, his, his story is just really inspiring. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah. Memphis isn't perfect, but, you know, they, they, they've proven they, they can – they can defend, and they, they have proven that they can have the best player on the court night in, night out with Kendrick Davis. That doesn't mean he's not prone to maybe have an off night here or there. But when you think about postseason, can you defend, and do you have the best player on the court on offense? And, you know, Memphis can check those boxes. Yeah. Last question I want to ask you, because when you were done last night, Dane, at uh, in Starkville, I flipped over to the Kansas-Kansas State ending. And it was a hell of a game. I mean, it went into overtime. Uh, Kansas on the road. You see Jalen Wilson with 38-9 and nine trying to just sort of will his team. It was a really good game. And I was unaware just how good Kansas State is in the Jerome Tang story. But now I think everybody knows about it at this point, uh, the coming over from Baylor. Like, that guy, that guy can coach. And, you know, Jason and John were even asking, is this guy, you know, should he take the, the, the Texas job? He may not want the Texas job. He may want to stay put where he's at. But I, I was unaware about how good this Kansas State team is. Yeah, that, 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 uh, I've not had Kansas State this year. Um, I don't expect to see him given all my SEC assignments yeah, yeah. in person. But there's just awesome stories on, on that entire program with with, with him, uh, you know, and and how he's become just this huge name and great personality in college basketball. Keontae Johnson was the hero, uh, his second game winner of the year. This is the Florida player that collapsed. Yeah, um, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, on the court and was out. Nobody, everybody was wondering if he'd ever play again. And he, he gets cleared, goes to Kansas State, and this was a guy that was projected to be the SEC player of the year. Mike White lost him uh, for the season against Florida State when, when that collapse happened. And so to see that comeback story. And then, you know, I, I'm, I'm watching some of that game, too, on my way home, and I hear the name Desi Sills. Some of you SEC guys might remember. Yeah. Desi Sills was, was kind of a, a role player at best in and out of the lineup for Arkansas, and he puts up, a, you know, I think 24 in that game yeah. to knock off number two. It's just amazing when you see some of these redemption stories. And I – yeah, I'm not in love with the transfer portal and guys moving everywhere, this and that. But the upside of it, it is nice to see when somebody that looked like they were, you know, maybe a, a no name in college basketball or their career was done, they they get a second chance elsewhere, and you know it works out. So that that's the fun part of following those stories. Well, it's cool seeing a Memphian on television calling these games, Dane. It's a lot of fun. It sounds like they've loaded you up with games this season on the networks. Is it is that what's going on? It's been good. Usually two uh, two games a week. I've had my share of Tennessee, and I'll, I'll be <laughs> yeah. at. Uh, uh, I guess I've proven not to be too biased on the calls where they want to put me on there. But I uh, got them down in Baton Rouge uh, this Saturday, 
but yeah, I had fun. I got to do the Auburn Memphis game, so that was that was cool for me. And uh, which you know, talking about the NCAA resume, you know, Memphis fans need to big big time Auburn Tiger fans too. The 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 better Auburn can do, the better that that win. Yeah, looks. it looks like the Texas A and M win is also getting a little better as we go through here uh, through the SEC teams as far as that league and and that win that Memphis had here at the Forum against against Buzz's team down in Texas A and M. Alabama too. I mean, Alabama. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people think that's the best team in the country. So yeah, yeah you, Memphis has some good things going for it. Not perfect, but uh, I'm cheering them on. Man, we're big fans, Dan. Appreciate the time. I know you're a busy guy, and uh, more games to come. We look forward to seeing you on the tube. Thanks, man. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Anytime. You got it. It's Dane Bradshaw, of course, here on 92.9 FM ESPN. The White Station product, University of Tennessee player, and, of course, now with the ESPN SEC Network calling games. You heard him. He's going to be on some more calls coming up this season. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.